from God today. If you desire to have awakening today, it's between you and the Father. In His ministering spirit, the Holy Ghost that is on this earth now. He feeds us, He teaches us that we are able to learn what's in His Word. He leads us and guides us on the path that we are to go. He keeps us bound together. If you desire to have more of Him today, I want you to think on that for the next few minutes. Today may be the time of your breakthrough. I know we have a diverse bunch of folks in here. I will not walk away from the teaching of the baptism of the Holy Ghost. I will, however, ask that the Spirit of God give me and give you Spirit-filled folks the right spirit that we can be able to teach and that we can be able to be used by God. Let me tell you something, folks. That's the only way we get through. It's by His power. That's the only way that cancers drop off of people's bodies is by His power. If we don't believe in the work that He can do, it'll be just like when Jesus went into His hometown. He did not many miracles there because of what? Unbelief. You can be seated now if you want to. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, folks. That's good work. Be prepared. I don't know what we're going to do with you. Praise God, praise God. Sister Judy Shaw, we thank you for being with us this morning. We are honored to have you here. What did you do with your husband? Did you shoot him or kill him or anything? Okay, y'all split up. Well, that didn't sound right, did it? You can cover more ground that way, Right? Sweetie's washing clothes, I can wash a dish. We get more done. Does that make sense? Okay. Oh, we praise the Lord today. Holy Spirit, we, we pray today that you will come in and minister in this house. By this house, we're not talking about this building. Yes, we want you in this building, but we want you in this house where our heart resides. We want you revealing to us things, Lord, that will set us free. We want you to do a work in us, each one of us. And by the way, Lord, each one of us needs a work today. We need to walk out of this place different than when we came in. And it will be by your power and by your work and your work alone, Lord, that that can be done. I submit myself to you today, Holy Ghost, right now. Use me as your servant, as your vessel, as your mouthpiece. Lord, give me the right spirit that your work can be done. And I ask these things in the name of Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior. And all of God's people said, Amen. Amen. Hey, you got a bulletin? This just hit me. This just ends like the 6 o'clock news. If I believed I could walk on more air, couldn't I? That's not foolishness, folks. That's real stuff. Amen? With, with God, all things are possible. Amen? 
I ask that you pray for those that are not with us today. We've got a lot of folks that are gone, have deaths in the families and different things going on. Pray for them as they're on the road today um, for their safe travels. I pray that they found a church wherever they're at. I pray that they at least have their Bible open at this time of the day, studying the Word of God. If you have your bulletins open to page 1. Go down to the middle of the page where it says our mission. We are a church for the whole family that seeks to glorify God. Can I get a witness? By being unified, can I get a witness? Spirit-led body that embraces the hurting. Well, you're getting fewer and fewer. We don't want any hurting people in here. This is participation. Let's give God some glory. Let me read that phrase again. Spirit-led body that embraces the hurting and hopeless and empowers believers and equips Christian leaders to evangelize their world. And we will accomplish this by prayer, outreach, discipleship, and fellowship. Amen. Amen. And it will not get done without the power of God, without the power of the Holy Ghost. Because it takes the power of a man to crawl up out of a bed, walk into the church service, and sit down and choose whether or not he will sing or not, choose whether or not he will answer the call of God on his life. That's pretty easy to do. But when it gets down to the business of God and taking care of the business of God, it's going to take more. Way more. Turning your Bibles this morning to Mormon? Mormon? <laughs> Sister Judy, that's why I'm out in the country. That's <laughs> I love it. To the book of Romans. No, to the book of Acts. Thought I threw you a curve, didn't you, Brother Charlie? To the book of Acts, chapter 20. Let's start out in chapter 20. I'm going to read a little bit of scripture here. Starting in verse 31, Acts chapter 20, verse 31. I don't have a clue where we're going with this, but God does. Praise the Lord. Therefore watch and remember that by the space of three years I cease not to warn everyone night and day with tears. That's about how long I've been here. And now, brethren, I command you to commend you to God. And to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and to give you an inheritance among all them which are sanctified. I have coveted no man's silver or gold or apparel. Yes, you yourselves know that these hands have ministered unto my necessities. He held his hands up, I'm sure of it. And to them that were with me, I have showed you all things. How that so laboring you ought to support the weak and to remember the words of the Lord Jesus, how he said it is more blessed to give than to receive. And when he had thus spoken, he kneeled down and prayed with them. 
Let me tell you something, folks. Paul was a praying man. If we get anything from the teachings that Paul was in here, which, by the way, I like saying, well, Paul did this or Paul. Paul didn't do this. This was the Holy Ghost that gave him this. It's in the Bible. It came straight from heaven. And it gives us something about prayer that we're supposed to be in that place of prayer. And they all wept sore and fell on Paul's neck and kissed him. Sorry and most of all for the words which he spake that they should see his face no more. And they accompanied him unto the ship. 21 verse 1. And it came to pass that after they were gotten from them... And had launched, he came with a straight course unto Coos, and the day following unto Rhodes, and from thence unto Patara. And finding a ship sailing over, uh, over unto Phoenicia, he went aboard and set forth. Now when he had discovered Cyprus, we left it on the left hand and sailed into Syria and landed at Tyre. For there the ship was to unladen her burden. And finding disciples, we tarried there seven days, who said to Paul through the Spirit that we should not go up to Jerusalem, that he should not go up to Jerusalem. And when he had accomplished those days, we departed and went our way. And they all brought us on our way with wives and children till we were out of the city and kneeled down on the shore and prayed. Prayed before the journey. And when we had taken our leave, one of another, we took ship, and they returned home again. And when we were finished our course from Tyre, we came to Ptolemaeus and saluted the brethren and abode with them one day. And the next day, we that were of Paul's company departed and came unto Caesarea, and we entered into the house of Philip the Evangelist, which was one of the seven, and abode with him. And the same man had four daughters, virgins, which did prophesy. And as we tarried there many days, there came down from Judea a certain prophet named Agabus. And when he was come unto us, he took Paul's girdle, or Paul's belt, if that will help you to understand it better, and bound his hands and feet, his own hands and feet, he didn't bind Paul, he did it himself, and said, Thus say the Holy Ghost, So shall the Jews at Jerusalem bind the man that owneth this girdle, and shall deliver him into the hands of the Gentiles. And when we heard these things, both we and they of that place besought him not to go up to Jerusalem. Then Paul answered, What mean ye to weep and to break mine heart? For I am ready not to be bound only, but also to die at Jerusalem for the name of of the Lord Jesus Christ. And when he would not be persuaded, we ceased, saying, The will of the Lord be done. Quite a bit of reading, I understand that, but I wanted you to get this picture. Paul is already in one place, and he knows that he's about to head out. And he knows that he's not going to see them again. And these people so loved Paul. Now, now, I want you to get this. They so loved Paul that they wrapped around his neck and poured so much love out on him and begged him, don't, oh, you can't go. This just, 
we love you. We, we want to see you some more. Now, folks, I'm going to tell you today, if the Apostle Paul was still alive and walking around in this world, which, by the way, the fellow that was leading him is called the Holy Ghost. He's one of the trinity of the Godhead. In most churches, he'd probably get beat up like he did back then because he shot from the hit and he shot it straight. Amen? Come on, somebody's got to help me with this thing because it's tight. Brother, I appreciate that. Thank you. But they loved him because there was some good teaching that was going on. There was things that they were learning. Not only that, the main thing is, is that he brought the gospel of Jesus Christ to them, the good news. He brought that unto them and then he tarried with these people. He went around seeing them. He didn't get there real often, but he went around and he did the, made the rounds as the Lord gave it to him. And they were boohooing and crying because they didn't want him to go. But what did he do? He got down and he prayed and he prayed with them. And they went on back to where they had to. And it says here in verse 21, when we got over here, uh, uh, yeah, 21 verse 1, it says, and it came to pass that after we had gotten from them. The idea there is, is just like when we have a death in the family. Sometimes that's a hard thing to do. And for us Christians, we know that there, our brother and sister has, or his husband or wife or whoever has gone on to be with the Lord and we're glorious for that. We give him glory for that. But yet we do have that empty place in our heart. That only he can fulfill. Only he can fulfill. And so that's what he's saying here. We had to get away from them because we had to move. We had, we had a job that we had to do. There was a destination. There was somewhere that we had to go. And so he made the rounds, but then he comes into another place. Now, now this is the one that has perplexed me. And I have been, I, I didn't sleep much this week last night. I've been chewing on this from two weeks ago, then it got brought up again this week. And so, here we go. Let's pray that God will take us down this road and lead us. And finding disciples, he tarried there seven days, who said unto Paul through the Spirit that he should not go up to Jerusalem. We know he went, and we know that it was God's will. Otherwise, it would not be in the Bible. He had to take that route. He was headed to his death, basically. But he had a whole lot of work to do before he died. But they, through the Spirit, told him, then you don't go. We go on down, we find out that Agabus, another fellow, comes, and he basically says, now this is what's going to happen to you. Let me get you a belt. Well, tidy self up probably. I picture Brother Jeff Hogtie. You remember how he used to hogtie people? Get him in the back of the police car. Oh, come on now. That's real. It happens every day. And it ain't mean. You don't hog time, they're going to hurt you. Thank you, Sister Francis. That's right, they will. Bottom line, ISIS, you don't do something about them, they're going to hurt you too. However, these people didn't want him heading to Jerusalem, but through the Spirit they told him. I, the way that's wrote, I had a hard time with it. But I'm going to tell you what I think that means. You see, there are times that we can be Spirit-led, be filled with the Spirit, and yet the flesh will take over and make decisions for us. Let me give you an example. You're sitting in your seat back there, half asleep, half comfortable, and one of these kids, or it doesn't have to be one of the kids, it can be anybody. They come up to pray. 
It doesn't matter if it's for salvation. It doesn't matter if it's for rededication of their life. What matters is, is they've come to the altar to talk to God and the Holy Ghost just whispers in your ear and says, Go pray with them. Go pray with them. And we go back here and we sit and go, What was that? I didn't hear nothing. Maybe somebody else will go. Maybe somebody else will go. Then somebody lays up there on the floor seeking God and I can tell you what's happening while they're seeking God. There's a bunch of demons around that knows that deliverance is fixing to come from them but yet we would not get out of our comfort zone to go up and to put a hand on them. Whether we know them or not doesn't matter. It's what the Holy Ghost said do. And we're going to pray with them. And maybe that's where breakthrough is going to come. Now, it's getting quiet in here, and I'm not casting a stone at nobody, but if you've got a catcher's men on, I guess you're going to catch it. And guilty conscience will pick, it, pick up. You see, we live in a world today where we are motivated by opinions rather than convictions. Charlie, that's a good message. That's a good title for this. Motiv- uh, however, opinions and convictions. We always seek the preacher. We always seek the teacher. We always seek this one or that one. We don't always seek God when we want to know what the Word of God means. Well, what's your opinion on this? It's not about an opinion. It's about a conviction. The reason that I'm standing up here today preaching is because of a conviction. The reason I said something to Jesus uh, uh, many years ago over there was because of conviction. I came forward and I sought the Lord. And I had somebody praying with me too, Brother Emmett. man who told me, anytime you need me, brother, I'm here. He had some good advice along the way. And I can't call on him no more because he's in glory. Oh, he's in glory now. But I can call upon God. But I have to be submitted to him. I have to do what he gives me to do. And so... They didn't want him to go. In the spirit, they was able to see what is about to come. In the flesh, they said, don't go, please. We love you, Paul. You're hard on us. You give us a hard way to go. Every time you preach, I just feel low. And then sometimes I feel up and then I'm low again. But that's God working in us, making us into who he wants us to be. That is the process. Can I get a witness? That is the process. So that tells me that we can sometimes get there. We have that example that that's happened before. You know it has. It's happened to me. Go pray with okay, or say this, or okay, and then not do it. You miss out on the blessing of God. You miss out on the blessing of getting to watch Him work. The creator of all things that you know and see. Things ain't even been discovered yet. God's already did it. He knows all about it. And we get to watch the Creator work. And it has to be the Holy Ghost that does it. It's God the Father's on the throne. Where's His Son at? Jesus. He's at His right hand. What's He doing? Interceding for us. Put it in plain language. If you don't understand that, He's praying and He ain't stopped. 
He's lifting up everybody. He's lifting up you. He's lifting up you. He's lifting up you. Now, when he does that, it's the Holy Ghost that comes and does the ministering work. Teaches us all things. Prompts us. Prompts us to pray. How many of you like prayer service on Sunday nights? Yeah, this is participation. If you don't like it, don't raise your hand. That's good too. But I'm going to tell you as pastor of this church, you need to get to where you do like it. Because that's where the power lies. Paul prayed. There was another fellow I know of that was praying because some flesh got a hold of him and his name was Jesus Christ. You remember on the night that he was arrested? He's in the garden. He knows what's about to come. He knows where he's headed and he spent what, Brother Willie, about three hours or so? He spent three hours or so calling on God and saying, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. He is spirit-filled. He is the Son of God. And yet, what's he doing? He's trying to find if there's another way for this thing to get done. He spent time in prayer. He was so distraught that blood was coming out in his sweat. That is a true medical condition, by the way. They didn't know it back then, but we know it today. So that's confirmation the word is true. And he spent in his flesh, and if he did it, it can happen to you and me. That's why we got to die daily. That's why we got to be seeking God daily. That's why we got to let the Spirit work in our lives daily. Nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. But and it was at that time he got up, he put on his big boy Christian britches, that's what I like to say. And said, all right, I got to go to do what I got to do. Christian, you hurt my feelings. That's okay. I love you. Jesus loves you. We're going to move on because now I got business to take care of for the king. That's what we have. We have business to take care of for the king. Maybe you have something that God has asked you to do. You folks that are up here playing the music, oh, we thank God for them. Amen. Amen. Because it's what he done. You remember when I first started passing, everybody was like a bunch of cockroaches in a kitchen. When the light came on, they scattered, and we come in here a quarter to ten, and we got no music, we got nobody in the sound booth, we got nothing going on, and here I am, all right, Lord, can I call the sheriff back? But God said, we're going to move forward with this thing. Why? Because some people was praying. Some people was getting a hold of the throne room of heaven, and you see what's going on right now. You see young people that are here on Saturday mornings practicing the singing because not that they want to get it right, for the performance but they want the King of King and the Lord of Lords to be able to be glorified and maybe to be able to lead us into that place amen that's why they're doing it man I was 15 years old you couldn't get me off of the ball field or out of the swimming pool but they're here saying we want to do this for Jesus and if you'll stick around on some Sundays, most all of them, many of them will be in here all day long until we go home that night. And when we get done praying and when God gets done working, sometimes we stick around and talk. We have ourselves a little bit of fellowship going on and we get into the Word and we can ask the serious questions all because of the work that He's doing. I'm not throwing stones if you don't do that. That's okay. Your walk is your walk. But I'm telling you, whenever you let go and let God have his way, following the leading of the Spirit, miracles happen. How many of you have seen 
these things that only I have read about. I've seen what's happened in my wife's life, and I won't go into that because y'all know that. But before we came around, how many of you all have seen somebody who couldn't walk or somebody who was blind, somebody who had a cancer? How many of you have seen the power of God work on this property touching somebody? And it can still happen. Because it's his work. It's not about Ken. Oh, no. It's not about Ken. It's about him. And it's about our willingness to let him work through us. He had some place he had to go. He knew what was going to happen. And he asked them, why is it you're making me cry? Why is it that you're breaking my heart with this? Don't you know that I am willing to go to Jerusalem? And not only am I willing to be bound up and beaten, which he was, but I'm willing to die for Jesus. You see, when you come to the altar and you ask for forgiveness of your sins and you say yes to Jesus, it's a way bigger deal than that. It says you own my life. I told Sister Vesta this, and I hope that it helps you. I pray that God will help you with this. Brother Emmett was a good man. A good man. And the question could easily be asked, why? Why did he have to suffer? Well, he didn't have pain from bone cancer like most people usually do. Huh, praise. He did it himself sitting in the wheelchair up here a couple times. But when he said yes to Jesus... He said, I'm in this thing for the long haul, and whatever road i got to go on, I'm on it. He may have been plowing ground for somebody that in his family. He may have been plowing ground. The Lord was using that to soften up that old hard heart that wouldn't be able to receive the Word of God, that wouldn't be able to listen to the Spirit talk to them and maybe invite them to come to know Jesus. That's what it might have been for. I don't know. I'm just giving you something to think about. But I can assure you this, however it happened, according to heaven and according to the will of God, it was perfect. Amen. You may have been called, Brother Danny, can I use you just for, you can stay seated, but I want to use something. When he came to me and we, the decision came that he stepped down as praise and worship leader, it took the power of God to get you and your family through all of that. And it had to be timed just right. Now you could have got one full of yourself and run up out of here and been all mad and beat up and all that. I've done my best to show you the love of Jesus. Amen. Let me tell you something. <coughs> this little girl this week, kneeling right here, received salvation. The roads that we have to go on may not always be the comfortable road, but it is the right road. Yes, the things that we deal with, the beatings that we take, Paul goes on into Jerusalem, and what did they do? He's telling them about Jesus, and they don't like that. And what do they do? They go ahead and they arrest him. And while they are the people, we're talking about the people who believe in God are beating him up. Just ooh, They can't stand him because of this Jesus. 
The Romans come in and say, wait, y'all got to stop. This is a, a riot and we can't have a riot. So they take Paul into their hands. You just go ahead and read ahead. It's in there. It's, it's in there. I'm telling you the truth. And they have to save him, man. They have to save him. They're like, oh, we got to take him into custody. We got to put him in. We got to put him in isolation for his own good. And yet, they come up to him and they're like, why are these people hating you so bad? They decide that they themselves are going to go ahead and give him a beating so they can find out. Can I tell you something? There's going to be some beating that's going to come. It may not always be physical. Most of the time it's going to be with this thing here and the thing that we do. Thank you. The thing that we got to do, the thing that we got to do is let the Holy Ghost lead us. The thing that we got to do is get into the place of the altar and get into the Holy of Holies with God Almighty and lift up our brothers and sisters who have let the devil run them, who have let the devil have control of their tongue to try to take this thing to where it ain't supposed to go. Your daughter got saved because God said that was the day it was going to happen. He never overrode her free will, but he knew what was coming. Amen. This makes me excited. I don't know about y'all. It's the power of God. The roads that we got to walk on are sometimes tough. So they go and they beat Paul up. And he takes more of a beating. And more of a beating. And then he speaks up. And he says, you know what? Is this how you treat Roman citizens? It's okay to use what God gives us to use to get out of trouble, amen? That's godly wisdom. Not everything that's accused on godly wisdom is godly wisdom. Beware of it. Because God does some radical things. He will take you out of your comfort zone. Wherever you're walking at today, I don't care if you've walked on water 50 times, he will still take you out of your comfort zone when you submit to him. Can I get a witness on that one? Amen. And so he's done been beat again, and now they're like, oh, wait a minute, we can't beat on him. And the, the guy that's the, the, the boss over him, the, the lieutenant and captain, he comes in and he says, well, I paid a lot of money for my citizenship. Paul said, I didn't. I was born that way. What made him feel about that big? I'm the real deal. You're not. You're a phony. You, buy, you bought yours. And it was all a part of his path to Rome. So much of the Bible was written on that journey. Because God needed it to be done. And thank God for the Pauls of this world that have said, I'll do it. I'll do it. So today as you stand at your feet, I'm going to ask you if you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, Brother Jesse, you got something you can play for us? Get up as many as you need to. Do what you got to do. Just follow the leading of the Lord on this thing. Because you saw my notes. My notes was the Holy Bible. That's it. The Holy Ghost knew what he wanted to do. I hope it got accomplished. But if God has given you something to do, you got a volunteer sheet there. A volunteer sheet that says, I will serve the Lord. I want to come and I want to serve the Lord. Because this place is getting ready to bust open. You know there's been some changes in our church, and it's come from heaven above. And if God ordained it, it will happen. You can count on it. You can cross your I's and dot your T's. It will happen. Where God has taken us, it will happen. You know why? 
because there's, a, there's enough of us in here today, maybe all of us, that are on board with what God wants to do.